This is the Thursday, December 16th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in, and we'll set you up in slightly more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Tyler Fulgham, she's Aaron Dolan, and we are getting you ready for Week 15 is already here in the NFL, Aaron. How crazy is that? Time is flying by. I know. It's actually so crazy. I can't believe the regular season is almost over. And unfortunately, we are seeing now, uh, more so than ever the last couple of weeks, uh, the return of COVID wreaking havoc on every single sports um, game, every single sports arena possible. And uh, football is no different. Uh, Thursday night, we have the uh, LA Chargers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, a rather important game in the AFC West. The Chargers won uh, the first matchup between these two teams mm-hmm. all the way back in week three at Arrowhead. The rematch tonight features the Chargers as three-point home dogs, a total of 52. Anything you like in terms of side or total? Yeah, I definitely like the Chargers when they were earlier in the week, plus four. I know it's moved to plus three, and I still kind of like that. But personally, I'm definitely going to take the under on this because it opened 49 and a half. It was bet up to 52 and a half. So if you're still seeing it 52 and a half, I like the under on that. I think the defense will decide this game, which is why I'm focused on the total more so, which is not fun because, as I said uh, <laughs> on one of our shows recently, I went with three unders last Sunday and none of them hit for me, but I like the under in this one basically because of the three point swing. Uh, these teams did combine for 54 points in week three, and there's two very high octane offenses. They each averaged 27 points per game, but the chiefs kind of turned a corner on the defense line, 21 points per game. Then in the past three games, the chiefs have only allowed their opponents nine points, which is pretty com- impressive compared to the chargers defense. That's allowed 24 points. And then just some trends towards the under chargers are three, and zero to the under against divisional opponents in Kansas city's four, and zero to the under in their last four games against teams with winning records. So it's not fun to play the under, which is 11 and five in Thursday night football games. But in this one, I'm taking the under. I'm with you on the charger side. I will, I'll play them at plus three or anything higher. If it gets below that, I'll probably pass on the side. I just think the chargers um, have the type of defense that has at times this year, given Kansas city's offense, a little bit of trouble. Um, they'll be getting Keenan Allen back. We know Austin Eckler's a little mm-hmm. bit banged up, but he's supposed to play. I just think the chargers getting that field goal head start on the scoreboard is going to be super valuable for betters in this game. I expect it to be a tight, tight game from start mm-hmm. to finish uh, with AFC West supremacy kind of up for grabs in this matchup. It's going to be a line bet for us, though, when it comes to the total. I'm on the over. I'm seeing 52 right now at Caesars, and that's a big difference between 52 and 52 and a half. You think about 52, that's seven touchdowns plus a field goal. If you have that extra extra half, that's an under as opposed to a push. So if you find that 52 with no hook, I definitely um, urge you to go shopping there. 52 and a half does make it a different um, calculation, but I expect there to be scoring like we saw in the week three matchup when they combined for 54 points. Mm-hmm. Both these teams, Kansas City and L.A., um, play at a fast pace. Um, L.A.'s games um, offer up opponents an average of 65 plays or snaps per game, which is top 10 in the NFL and the Chargers. They play at a fast pace and they throw at a high rate. So they don't keep the clock moving. A lot of stoppages mm-hmm. with incomplete passes. And of course, if you are throwing the ball a lot, there's more opportunity, more probability for explosive plays. So um, I, I just think this will be a tight, high scoring game. You look at the Kansas City side on defense, they'll be missing their monster in the middle, Chris Jones. 
um, their athletic linebacker, Willie Gay. Meanwhile, on the other side for um, the uh, L.A. Chargers, Derwin James might not play or might be limited. He's a, a joker piece, a, a guy that Brandon Staley can move around on that defense. Um, Keenan Allen will be back, which benefits their offense. Also, something that may seem kind of counterintuitive, like three-fifths of the starting offensive line for the Chargers will be out. And you may think that would hurt the offense or the total, but what it may cause is, with the way Kansas City's defense has been playing, it may allow them to put extra pressure on Justin Herbert and may cause turnovers for that L.A. Chargers offense. Mm. And turnovers are not bad for a low total. They're good for a high total because they either turn into six points right away or they create very short fields for the mm -hmm. offense to work with. So a banged up offensive line for the Chargers may actually benefit the over um, since Kansas City's defense has been playing well. But again, they are missing the key piece to their defensive line, Chris Jones. So uh, we got a line bet here. I'm going over. You're going under. I do think it's going to be very, very close. I think it's a tight line with the total at 52, 52 and a half. Jumping into the prop market, Miss Aaron, anything that stands out to you, um, knowing now that Keenan Allen is back and all those uh, injury and COVID issues we were talking about on both sides, what in the prop market is standing out to you? Speaking of Keenan Allen, I'm definitely going with Mike Williams over 54 and a half receiving yards for this game. The Chiefs ranked 26 in opponent passing yards per game. So Herbert should have to look to throw the ball to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. The reason I'm saying not to go with Keenan Allen in this game is because he had eight receptions for 50 yards against the Chiefs in week three. He was only able to hit the over 75 and a half receiving yards, which is what I'm seeing right now in seven of 12 games this season, while Mike Williams had seven receptions for 122 yards against the Chiefs in that week three matchup. And he's hit over that number in eight of 13 games this season. So I feel more comfortable betting on Williams as the public will probably be more excited that Keenan Allen's coming back and bet that lineup. And then another play that I like for tonight is Clyde Edwards Hilaire over 57 and a half rushing yards. This was actually at 50 and a half yesterday morning uh, with the Chargers having one of the league's worst run defenses. People are definitely wanting to bet this up. I'm still going to say the over in this one just because he put up 100 rushing yards on the Chargers in that week three game. And since that game, he has simmered down a little bit. He's only hit over 54 and a half rushing yards just twice. But just considering, you know, having one of the league's worst run defenses, I think the uh, Kansas City Chiefs will try to exploit that with the run game. Yeah, I, I like what you're uh, uh, picking up there. And that's a significant movement on Clyde Edwards Elaire. We know the way to attack this uh, team all season long has been running the football. And Edwards Elaire has looked pretty good since coming back um, from injury. Uh, last night, I saw pass attempt prop for Patrick Mahomes at 36 and a half. It's now up to 37 and a half. I would either bet the over or pass on that. Um, it's now getting to the upper limit of value at 37 and a half. If it gets to 38 or 39 and a half, I'd pass on that. But I do expect Mahomes to throw the football a lot in this matchup. Like I said, both these teams promote increased play volume, snap count, and throw rates. So expect Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes to drop back a lot and throw the football. Mahomes is, I think, the player more likely to do it, even though the uh, – Home team are the underdogs. I actually like the Chargers to win this game. So the game script I'm predicting is one where Mahomes has to throw kind mm. of keeping pace with uh, Justin Herbert. But Herbert's line is at 37 and a half as well. His is actually juiced to minus 120, where Mahomes is only minus 115. But again, I feel more comfortable betting the over on Mahomes there. I do not think the Herbert over 37 and a half is a bad bet either. I'm just saying Mahomes for me is the one I have stronger conviction. Speaking of Herbert, though. I like his rushing prop to go over 16 and a half yards. That's juiced to minus 120. Austin Eckler looks like he's going to play, but might be a little bit banged up. And the Chiefs will be without Chris Jones 
and Willie Gay. They're two most dynamic players at each level of that defense. And that is going to make life easier for Justin Herbert to create with his legs. And he may be asked to do that considering he's missing three of his five starting offensive linemen, including all rookie caliber left tackle Rayshon Slater, who's been awesome this season. So I think he may face a little bit of pressure, but we know Herbert has the athleticism to get out of that and create with his legs. So Mm -hmm. 16 and a half seems a little bit soft in terms of rushing yards, considering his banged up offensive line. And the fact that Austin Eckler may not be able to take his normal workload because of his sprained ankle. As far as the passing game is concerned, I think Keenan Allen jumps right back in and sees his 10 to 12 targets. So I like his reception total going over six and a half. That's juice big time to minus 140. Could see that move to a seven and a half here with plus value a little bit later in the day. And uh, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey to have a big day uh, in the passing game for the Chiefs. Again, I expect a lot of passing attempts from Patrick Mahomes. Those got to go somewhere. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the two most obvious um, beneficiaries of that. Kelsey's receiving prop is 66 and a half yards. He had 104 yards on 11 targets in their week three matchup with Derwin James compromised or out. That's their guy who would most likely guard Travis Kelsey. That makes the matchup easier. So over 66 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey, over six and a half receptions for Keenan Allen, who should be able to jump right back into his monster target share in this Thursday night matchup. All right. That's how we're looking at the start of week 15, a good matchup in the AFC West between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Let's now pivot to the NBA, where, of course, COVID is rearing its ugly head in a big way uh, in the association, yes, Aaron. <laughs> when can we get away from this? Uh, I, hopefully sometime soon. Hopefully. <laughs> All Great. I want for Christmas. I'll ask Mariah <laughs> Carey. COVID All I end. want for Christmas is for <laughs> COVID to die and the world to return to normalcy. But it does. Yeah, the old remember remember back in the day? Um, it does, however, offer us opportunity because guys are in and out of the lineup to maybe take advantage of some soft markets, some soft lines. So in the mm-hmm. NBA, the two biggest, there's only four games tonight after we had 11 last night. The two biggest games that will be affected by this will be the Sixers visiting the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. and the New York Knicks visiting the Houston Rockets. As far as Brooklyn is concerned, we saw that happen really, really close to tip A couple of nights ago, James Harden, Bruce Bowen going on the COVID list, joining Mm -hmm. the likes of Paul Millsap, um, DeAndre Bembry. The list is too damn long. Let me get it. Uh, Javon Carter, Joe Harris is out with injury. James Johnson and Paul Millsap. As far as the uh, Knicks and the uh, Houston Rockets are concerned, R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, O.B. Toppin, and now Kevin Knox this morning for the Knicks uh, are going to be out for the uh, Houston Rockets. Um, You have guys like Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green out. Um, Christian Wood missed last night's game as well. Eric Mm -hmm. Gordon will be back for this game, so that's something to consider. He did not play last night, but as far as the NBA slate is concerned, anything that stands out to you, Aaron, that you think you can take advantage of? Yeah, I think with a lot of teams coming down with COVID and really being affected by it, you kind of just have to go into the player prop market or live Mm -hmm. bet. That's my advice. And I know yesterday on the show you had mentioned that it's kind of looking at some of these teams and finding the good player props. One for the Nets would be Patty Mills. I'm seeing him at 17 and a half points right now that just became available in the last 10 minutes. And I would also definitely take a look at Tyrese Maxey as well. So the Sixers yesterday, they had a terrible loss to the Heat. Uh, they allowed a season worst 18 three-pointers to go up, and they were without their three top scorers, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. That's terrible. So Tyrese Maxey has been great, though, for them in the last couple of games. Even when 
Joel Embiid was out. So he had 27 points against the Heat. He scored 50 in the past two games. So I'm going to be looking at his player prop eventually when it comes up. I think we're probably trying to find out if Embiid is playing or not playing. And that obviously is going to affect his number. So waiting kind of to hear about that, because as we saw in that game, he went down and definitely suffered something on his leg. So still trying to figure that out. And then for the next game, I think considering how bad Houston got blown out, uh, you know, things are kind of starting to turn around with Julius Randle. His points are sitting at 22 and a half right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to hit the over uh, brackets allow uh, the most points 28th in the league almost. So it's, it's a tough one to kind of be putting Randall over on these uh, player props, especially in the points, just because I've been betting them so often, but I think against the Houston Rockets who are absolutely depleted with COVID as well, it kind of makes sense in this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love the Patty Mills prop that you threw out there. Mills now becomes the de facto second score on this team. Yeah. Obviously Durant's going to carry the, the bulk of the scoring load, but what did Patty Mills have like 30, uh, last game. Well, so this think- is what I was also thinking. Like we, we say this and this is what I, cause I had the James Harden prop earlier in the week. And then mm-hmm. of course he was ruled out for the game. Like what if KD and Patty Mills get it just because everybody else on the team has it. I, I wouldn't shock I'm me at all. A little concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And if that's the, if that's the case, then this game is likely going to be canceled because the, the nets are now down to like, basically they're the, they only, they had only the minimum eight players required to play the game a couple nights ago. I, I think they signed Langston Galloway to a 10 day contracts mm-hmm. to add another yeah. body to the rotation. But yeah, I mean, would anyone be shocked at all if this afternoon we get a Woj bomb that, you know, COVID protocols and COVID tests have revealed more Brooklyn nets have to go into the protocol. So obviously that would, you know, ruin the outcome for the game. It probably wouldn't even be played, but as long as Durant and Mills can be out there, they're certainly going to shoulder the scoring load. Mm-hmm. I see 16 for and a sure. half at Caesars. I know you said 17 and a half, but if you go to Caesars right now, you can get that extra point oh, for Patty Mills, jump all over that. I would also correlate or pair Patty Mills going over his point prop with his three point field goal prop, because most of his production comes from beyond the arc. That's at three mm-hmm. and a half. And I would play that over as well. Durant's point prop is 33 and a half. Listen, you either bet the over or you don't bet it. Um, you, uh, you, you just, you don't have to bet everything. And if the line seems like it's a little, um, a little fishy to you, instead of betting the other side, which you like, you know, Durant is going to score. You're, you'll hate yourself if you bet the under and watch Durant go out and have 35 in the first <laughs> half. So if you think an yeah. under, if you think an under is the play, just don't bet it. Just don't bet it because you, you would hate to see Durant go over, um, because he's going to have, he's going to be able to shoot the ball 30 times in this game with no one else uh, competing with him. Yep. So again, it's either over or pass on Durant. I love the over that you're selling for Patty Mills, I would pair that with the uh, three-point prop as well, going over the total. In the Knicks-Houston game, again, we're getting Aaron or Eric Gordon, I should say, Eric Gordon back for the uh, Houston Rockets. But uh, I do think Julius Randle is in line for a big game, like you pointed out. Um, I see 23.5 for his point prop. I would probably attack the rebound prop there, which is 10.5, or, or maybe a assist plus rebound prop. I think he's going to have a full stat line against a Mm -hmm. Houston team that is, you know, kind of plays fast, but is really bad defensively and won't have anyone in the paint to stop him unless Christian Wood plays. So his point uh, assist rebound, his par is 39 and a half. I may like his rebound and assist. Let me find that real quick, which is 15 and a half. Um, Playing that over, uh, seeing him get eight rebounds, eight assists, I think is something that um, I I may like uh, more there. But as far as Mm -hmm. side and totals in the NBA, one thing I may consider doing here is playing the Washington Wizards team total um, under 
101 and a half. They're playing the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Phoenix is a really good defensive team. Washington will be without um, Spencer Dinwiddie in the second half of a back-to-back. So the defense can focus more on Bradley Beal. He might get the Mikhail Bridges treatment. And Bridges is playing Mm -hmm. like a defensive player of the year candidate on the perimeter. I don't love laying the nine points against the Wizards. That's why I'm going to try and attack the Wizards team total and and think that might be a smarter bet there. Um, The only other game we haven't touched on, Pacers laying 10 at home against the Pistons. The Pistons will be without Jeremy Grant, who is kind of their um, 1A, 1B alongside rookie Cade Cunningham. Without Jeremy Grant there, I would play over for Cade Cunningham. Over 18.5 points, um, over mm-hmm. uh, 4.5 assists. I think Cunningham's in line for a big game, big usage, so to speak, without Jeremy Grant there. Anything else in yeah, the association? I would say it was the Pacers losing last night, two to the Bucks, which is pretty surprising. So I think they were two point favorites. Giannis is not in for the Bucks. He's in COVID uh, protocols right now. So this is kind of just an ugly game, having a back to back, being back at home against the Pistons. I would just stay away from this game altogether. Yeah, I feel what you're putting down there, the Pacers. Milwaukee's still a good team, even without Giannis, but the Pacers, if they want to accomplish what they think they're capable of this year, should probably win mm-hmm. that game. All right, that will do it. Another uh, Thursday edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Tyler Fulgham, Aaron Dolan, a little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need as promised. Thursday night football should be a good one and tapping into the wild NBA markets with COVID wreaking havoc across the association. Good stuff as always. Aaron, please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out wildly. And don't forget to tune in uh, to Daily Wager today on ESPN2, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It will be the full squad in tow, getting you ready for the weekend as it's our last show of the weekend. And you can catch Bet just a few minutes after that, uh, after that show ends um, at, let me do the quick math, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, ESPN Sports Betting. ESPN Sports Betting, I should say, uh, on our YouTube channel and uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. So, best of luck in all of your Thursday betting endeavors, and we'll talk to you Thank tomorrow you. on the Daily Wager Podcast.